Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, peas. It's Kate here. Hello, and it's Mandy. We just wanted to talk to you about something so exciting for you, which might be working with us. That's right. We are pretty Zoom friendly. We are nifty with a PowerPoint <laughs> is all I have to say. So we have enjoyed the last couple of weeks working with some corporate groups, some community groups, a local council, the libraries. We can speak to your group. We've spoken to carers. We have. We've spoken to the bomb. We Come have. on. That's the top of Australia. Exactly. The bomb. That's as high as you can go. So if you want to work with us, get in contact with us at our website, twopeasinapodcast.com.au. Yep. And um, we would love to we have a chat about to. how we can work with your yep. with your group. Yep. Of course, we charge a little bit of money. That's because actually we are valuable people (laughs) and we put the money towards the podcast, the booklets, and at the moment during COVID, actually putting food on the table. Yeah. So if you would like to work with us, we would love to work with you. Um, Just hit us up. Yeah. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the... Well, Rondro people of the Kulin Nation, and we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present, and immersion, and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And today's episode, we're talking to beautiful Crystal, a P listener, and I'm going to read a little bit about Crystal. Crystal was searching for a podcast that talked about being a mother with a disability and accidentally found two peas in a podcast. Although it was not what she was looking for, she kept listening to our podcast because we made her laugh a lot and the stories told by mums on the podcast made Crystal realise that she experiences similar emotions, joys and challenges as other mums, however, just from a different point of view, being the mum with a disability and raising able-bodied children. Crystal was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair. She's in the South Australian Associate Director for Physical Disability Australia and the 36-year-old has worked for the South Australian Peak Government Social Housing Provider for over 10 years. Crystal has two beautiful daughters, 12-year-old bonus daughter and a -a two-and-a-half-year-old toddler. 
Crystal said that raising a two-year-old toddler is magical but also challenging. Motherhood has intensified her disability but also her desire to share her experiences and ensure people with a disability and their families feel included, capable and supported regardless of all the rectum comments that come our way. (laughs) This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right. This is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Kate. This is going to be a good episode. I know. I'm thrilled to speak to Crystal. I can't wait. The sun is shining. The sun is shining, Melbourne. So we just need to get that out of our systems. Annalise, she's sad if we don't talk about the weather and we love her. (laughs) Um, But it lifts our spirits seeing some blue sky. Yep. So we're um, week one of week 3000 of remote learning. Crisis schooling, whatever (laughs) you want to call it. Yep. Actually, by the time you hear this, it'll be week two. So we'll be a couple of weeks closer to getting these little kitties back in the classroom. Yeah, in Melbourne. Yep. Anyway, you may hear thumping today. I'm not sure because (laughs) uh, the crisis schooling will end at some point, but we'll see. Okay. Mandy, would you like to welcome our beautiful guest? Yes. Hello, Crystal. Hi. Oh, it's (laughs) lovely to meet you. Nice to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity. I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Tell Tell us about the weather in South Australia. Yep. Uh, I don't want to rub it in, but it's um, very sunny. It's very nice. There's no restrictions. <laughs> no. Wear masks at the shopping centre, but other than that, we're good. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm only, glad for you. Mount Gambia sometimes gets some things, doesn't it? Like that's that's on the border, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they've got something going on there. But yes, yeah. somebody snuck into Victoria. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how yeah. dare they? <laughs> Why would <laughs> Why you would want, you want to? to come here? <laughs> I mean, normally, yes, but now. I, I love Melbourne. Yeah. I oh, know. Culture yeah. and great people. Yeah, we do too. Yeah. yeah, we do, we do. Thanks for saying that. Well, let's get into this episode. Let's yes. ask our very first question. So in terms of music, is there any special music you love to get you through the good times or the tricky times? Well, I'm I'm totally stuck in the 90s. Yeah, so that's fine. I, I love like upbeat kind of like. Uh, Destiny's Child, oh, yeah. I'm a Survivor. I'm a Survivor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So but that's the type of music I listen to whenever I'm going into like something quite challenging mm. or a hard meeting. I'm mm. like, yeah, I've got this. I'm a yeah, Survivor. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. awesome. We'll add that to the Spotify playlist. Yes, we will. <laughs> Somebody will. Yeah, <laughs> not <Annalise>. me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And our second question is, did you win any awards at school? No. No. I... <laughs> No, I didn't even get my pen license. Oh, <laughs> yes. And, and it kind of stuck to me till mm. this day. I feel like an illegal pen user. But <laughs> um, I'm a great touch typer. So the whole yes. concept was that I, I, I would never really write. Mm. Yep. But if I learned how to touch type, maybe I would one day get a job. Yes. So I'm a great touch typer, but my handwriting doesn't represent my level of intelligence no that's okay and really it should be your um the way you communicate license shouldn't it yes because yes i mean i mean i get it but i really don't not anymore (laughs) no and there's so many ways and to see my own daughter struggle with that time when her twin got her pen license Uh, and she didn't it was tough yep 
Are they still doing pen licenses? Um, well, I now they're older now. I don't know, actually. It's I don't, only five I don't years know. Ago if anyone's listening, get rid of the pen license. Yes. yes. They here, do suck. Here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so our last question is tell us why you are a P or in the P tribe. So so I think I'm a P shoot. You're a P shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult P shoot. Yes. Raising um two able bodied non pea shoot children, which is awesome and magical and challenging at the same time. Mm, mm. Well, I I, um, often joke with my mother that she had it way much easier than me because when I was two and a half years old, I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk, I couldn't fall over, I, I, I couldn't even move, yet my two and a half year old right now is Jumping around everywhere. Like a Houdini. Yeah, I'm like, Mum, you had it so easy. (laughs) I will confess there was times when I did think that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how gorgeous. Well, we're thrilled to have you with us today. Um, And we, I was just thinking about you because you sent us an email and to introduce yourself and tell us about how you found the podcast. And I said to you, maybe you could read a little bit of it to us. Yeah, because it was a really amazing email. Like it, was, it really got us. It was super profound yeah. to Kate and I. Yep. So do you oh. want to start off by reading a little bit? And what we thought was we might just talk to the email as yep. well as you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my name is Crystal and I'm a 35-year-old woman who has um, lots of sex. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Great job. And um has a two and two and a half year old beautiful daughter and a twelve year old bonus stepdaughter. Mm. Um I also have a partner who's an A B, which we refer to as an able bodied uh-huh. person. Yep. Um who I love most of the time. We also <laughs> have um a beautiful stepdaughter, like I said, and I listen to your podcast when I get too tired to listen to crime podcasts. Yes. Um, so I can't proclaim that I've listened to them all, but no. I've listened to a number of them. Yep. And I just wanted to briefly provide an outline of my story. Mm. So it's really interesting for me to listen to the stories that you and other mothers have told on the podcast. I am a mother and I'm also a woman who has a disability. I was born with cerebral palsy. So I was born 29 weeks, Mm. 30. Um, So I was like basically nine weeks premature. I'm also a woman who has a disability um, and I've overcome a lot of preconceived notions of who I I would be and what Mm. I would achieve. Mm. So basically when I was born, my mother and father were told the same old story of she will never walk, Mm. she will never talk, she will never have a job, she will never live a normal life. Mm. Um, So I listen to your stories on the podcast and I hear a lot of guilt from mothers Mm. who are speaking about children who have a disability. Mm. It made me reflect on what it is like for my parents and what it is also like for me now as a mother mm. raising two able-bodied children who can already do more physically than what I could do by the time I was nine months old. Yes. Mm. I was always really good navigating my disability, um, sticking up for myself. I was always very determined and very stubborn. <laughs> depending on the way you looked at it I was either yes. stubborn yeah interesting um this helped this has helped me get where I am today 
Um, I finally was diagnosed with cerebral palsy when I was like nine and a half months old, but my mum always kind of knew there was something not quite right. My dad struggled to accept my diagnosis and my mum tried to learn everything she could about cerebral palsy. I have um, two older siblings and one younger sibling. My brother would have to push me to school and my sister, my older sister, would have to carry my walking frame to school or vice versa. Um, There was this tree um, halfway to my school where they would fight over who would switch between (laughs) um, pushing my wheelchair or pushing or carrying my frame yeah I I would kind of sit there and be like okay so if I was like able-bodied would would I prefer to push the wheelchair or would I prefer to push the walking frame I (laughs) I don't really care either way they can walk so whatever one I would do it so what's Um, the age gap between them and you so my older sister is seven years older. My older brother is two and a half years older and my younger sister is five years older. Mm, right. So so with my younger sister, we, we kind of basically walked, learned how to walk together. Yes. Yeah. And were you the only um, child that was born prematurely? Yes. Mm, and do yeah. they know why? Uh, no, I, I don't think in, like, 1985 they really looked into as to why. Yeah. Just, mm. um, so they don't know why. It just kind of happened. It was a very traumatic story for both my parents to tell. And at the time, as a child, I kind of found it annoying or upsetting that it was, like, a traumatic story. Yes. Yeah. I, I just kind of wanted to be like my brother or sisters where it was just like, oh, this standard normal yes, yes. That it was like this kind of war story where mm. there was a lot of trauma and a lot of um, unknowns. And then as I listened to your podcast and then as I gave birth to my own child, I really un- started to understand what kind of impact that had on my parents mm. for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Um Whereas before I just, I was just like, shut up. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. maybe that's also um, something that parents need to be aware of. And I, I think all parents do it. Like I've, you know, got friends whose mum will be like, I was in labour for four days with you, and <laughs> yeah. I, you know. Um, but actually as a child you just want to hear about the joy of, and then you were a girl or yes. then I got to hold you or, you know, like maybe it's when our children are older and they ask about their birth or if they are going to have children themselves and they want to hear about it, but maybe we transfer a bit too much of that onto our children. Mm. Yeah, but I, but I, I certainly understand that now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But as a child I was just like, oh, God. I don't want to hear this again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think my girls would agree. Yes, <laughs> but I suppose for your mum having a 29-weeker or whatever, yeah. and none of her friends have had babies that early and she's in the NICU and she's got other children, It's it, that is trauma. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And I, I even um, gave my mum your book the ah. other day and she was reading it and I was like, oh, what do you think of the book? And she had to stop reading it yeah. because it's too traumatic for her. And I was like, oh, really? Like I'm now 35 years old. But, like, yeah, I think. Yeah, lots of stories stay locked in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And but, but she did enjoy hearing your stories and, and she did wish that there was an opportunity to kind of meet people that were going through the same experiences as what you guys were yes. back then. But yes. there clearly wasn't. No. no, no. No, and I think it wasn't so focused on on the woman. You were like, well, you've had this baby, take it home, you know, it, what whatever trauma you've had, get over it and get on with life. <laughs> yes. You know? and yeah. then, because you love your baby so much, you do do that. But then there's, yeah, I know lots of people can't read. We've got beautiful friends who can't yeah. listen to the podcast. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I get that 100%. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I interrupted your story. No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so when I, so then when I was about six, I finally went to mainstream school. Mm. So prior to that, I went to a place called Elizabeth. Spastic Centre. Yeah, and then I went to Crippled uh, Children's Association. Right. So I just, I just want to bring that to light because I think um, the 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 concept of taking children to to an institution that's called the Spastic Children's Association yeah. and the Crippled Children's Association that's a, that's a big deal. Yes, I I, th- I think. Um, language and the the language evolution that we've experienced over the years is is really important yes it is really really important and I this is nowhere near as intense but it always reminds me and I know Chris Lilly has all sorts of issues around him but when he did Summer Heights High and the kids that were in ed support went to Gumnut Cottage and clearly Gumnut Cottage you wouldn't call a high school thing that but it really highlighted for me how we've used language for so long Mm. to sort of other and mm. and put people down who we didn't consider you know why why can't why can't it just be called whatever suburb you lived in i don't know hornby hornsby north school yeah like you know no other schools except unless they're religious don't normally have any description in the title yeah yeah well yeah at the end of the day it was it was really hard for my parents to send me to yes. a school that was called the crippled children's association yes yes and it's not called that now which is great yes and i think we need to acknowledge that we've come mm. a long way yes mm. we do last years mm. um but I, I was really excited to finally go to mainstream school um yeah. you can remember yeah, I can. My my parents sat me down and they gave me 50 cents to spend at the canteen. <laughs> uh, and I, I was just really excited to go to the same school that my brother yes, and sister were going yes, to. Yes, um, yes. But I remember a time where I was um, like on the basketball court. I was trying to keep up with all the other kids and I had a walking frame and I, I just could not keep up with them. So I was sitting on my walking frame. And I was looking at all these other kids so effortlessly mm. moving around me. Mm. And, it, and it's not like I was naive prior, but it was like it kind of opened up my eyes to the fact that I was different. Mm. And when I looked at everybody else, I kind of envisioned that everyone had like little fairies moving their legs and arms around. Mm. And I remember sitting on my walking frame thinking, Crystal, you don't have any fairies. Mm. Help you move your legs mm. or your arms. Mm. And at the same time, but I was also thinking, okay, it doesn't matter that you don't have any fairies. It just means that you have to work harder mm. in life. 
very and young to have that. Yeah, I, wow. I was six years old, and that, that's a pretty profound. Very it really is. Have it took my breath but, away reading it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think from the age of six was when I first realized that it, it wasn't just um, the people around me that was different. It was the entire world. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, and um, and then you know, as you go through primary school and high school, you learn a little bit more in regards to what your disability means. Not in regards to like your physical restrictions, but in regards to like how you're perceived, yep. um, what you're capable of. So I remember rolling into teachers' classrooms, and I, I could tell which teacher wanted me there. Yep. yep. And which teacher didn't want me there? Totally, it, it was it was very evident. And um, when I was fifteen years old, I was doing child studies, and um, they were giving out these fake babies that had like computerized, yeah, crying and everything. Yeah. I think it was like to prevent people from having having sex. sex. Yeah. <laughs> And I was really excited about the concept yeah. of having a baby and yeah. I picked out a name and I was, like, going to go baby shopping. Yep. And then my home ec teacher at the time, she called me into her office and she said, um, Crystal, these um, babies are $900. They're quite expensive. <gasps> um, you might drop the baby on its head. <sighs> you don't have to do the assessment. And... Um, at the time, I was like, okay, I'm just going to pretend like I'm cool with it. Yeah. But at the same time, it was the first time I realised at 15 years old that my physical restric- restrictions and my wheelchair mm. equated to me being a bad mother. Yeah. One of the- oh, oh gosh, Crystal. Instead of them saying, here's a little um, baby carrier, <laughs> you know, that might we'll work. make yeah. this work for you. Yeah, we'll make this work for you. You know? <laughs> and even just saying this, these dolls are nine hundred dollars. Yeah, you're so, not worthy. You're not I worthy mean, of having one. That just stinks. Um, because I know a lot of fifteen-year-olds, and they're all very selfish. I love them. <laughs> they're selfish, and they would happily drop a nine hundred dollar doll if they still <laughs> saw something they liked better. <laughs> yeah. the they would have no too. guilt. No. So what a thing to say. How did yeah. you get through that time? Like, did all your friends get to participate, and you didn't? Yeah, so all my friends got to, p- to participate and I-, I kind of pretended like I didn't care. Oh, but, Crystal. Did you tell your um, mum? No. Yeah, no. isn't that amazing? Yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to kind of protect my mum. Yes. My mum's a lot. She's done a lot of fighting. Yep. She didn't need to hear this story. So I, I just kind of pretended like I, I didn't care. And then when I got older, I told my friends, um, but at the time, I was just like, I don't have to do the assessment. But I, oh. I was, oh, yeah. So, so it kind of stuck with me. Yes, yes. And um, so, um, you know, over over the years, a lot of st- stuff has been said to me. There are a lot of stupid people in the world. Yes, there are. Um, and. There are a lot of people that say ridiculous, funny shit. Yep. And you kind of have to either kind of go, okay, that's your issue, not my issue. Um, 
but you still have to have a thick skin. You do. So yeah. as you're a child, you kind of grow up realizing, all right, you're either going to listen to what people say or mm. you're going to go, okay, that's your problem. That's mm. your issue. Mm. I'm going to keep living my life the way that I want to live my life. Mm. That's a really, I mean, it's an amazing point when you get to that point in your life. Like I think I was about 40. Um, but also it's a really harsh thing to have to realise yes. at as you're a teenager because you should just be worrying about is black nail polish cool or is red nail polish cool? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but my, my family were very encouraging. They didn't. They did not treat me any differently yeah. than any other child yeah. in the family. My parents would adapt chores for me to do. Um, I still had to um, do everything that my brothers and sisters had to do. Yeah. And the concept of having siblings and them being the best therapy around you, yeah, it, it is is very true. It, is. it really, really is. Yeah, it is. It is, and I know for um, people that have only children, that's that's fine too. Yeah, but it is really awesome for our kids because we think, oh, we get are we giving them enough? You know, if if I just had the twins, would I be a better parent? But uh, turns out I can just rope the older kids into doing a whole lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, but guilt does play a massive part in raising children. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm this fantastic person in a wheelchair that has all the amazing confidence in the world and, mm. and thinks that I can raise a child without having any kind of guilt or implication because I think every mother and every parent mm. has guilt, regardless of whether they're able-bodied or whether you're able-bodied, the mm. guilt still mm. interplays. Mm. Yep. Um, so, but it, it wasn't until I understood when I became a mother that I understood the amount of guilt that my parents felt. Mm. So I would often listen to my dad tell me on multiple occasions that if he could do anything in the world, it would be to take away my cerebral palsy and for him to have it instead. Mm. And I, I would kind of laugh it off and be like, you know, I'm fine, don't worry about it. And then, I, you know, as I got older, I'd be like, I'm cool, Dad, like you couldn't handle it. Like, <laughs> That you you couldn't be as cool as me. Just <laughs> let me do my thing. Yeah, I'm uh, interested in that because I've said that if I could do this surgery instead of you, I would, you know, mm -hmm. and then but from your perspective, that is that wearing to hear that? Well, I, I feel like in a sense I, I was made to do the surgery. Yeah. I was made to be in a wheelchair mm. and parents, Parents think too holistically about disability, whereas we're, we're just thinking in the moment, in the time. Yeah. So I feel like kids with disability and adults with disability are far more equipped to deal with the issues that you guys come across and that you see every day than what you are personally. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, okay. and, and I don't mean that in a narcissistic no, way. No, I, no. I just mean that in a way of... Like this, this is our life. Yes. And this, yeah. This is how we were born, and we know it's a part of our life. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, 
but when I was really when I was pregnant, I was um ecstatically happy. Yeah. But I also wasn't a typical pregnant woman where mm. I was like, I'm gonna have this perfect able-bodied child mm. and I'm gonna have perfect able-bodied life. Like mm. I, I was too conscious of the amount of disability in the world and um and I was too conscious of, you know, the chances of having a child with X, Y, Z disability. Yeah. And in a, in a sense, I wish I was strong enough to say that I just want a happy baby, mm. but I just wanted a healthy baby. Yeah. And it wasn't because I wanted a child to be able-bodied. I just, I wanted, I felt like, I deserved a child who was able to experience a life different to my yes. life. Mm. And I was also in a position where, like, you know, I can't carry coffee and toast at the same time. Yeah. And therefore I wanted my child to be able to carry a drink yes. and toast at the yep. same time. Yep. Yes. yep. And I don't know whether that makes me a worse person or no, a better no, person. But I, but I did want a normal baby. Yes. yes. And I think. And, and that within itself carried guilt because yes. I felt like I was getting my own kind. Yes. yes. See, you just can't escape the bloody guilt. Yeah. <laughs> and you can everywhere. Do everywhere. Everywhere. Oh. And yeah. I, I think all of us, every parent on earth, I maybe, just want their children's life to be as easy as possible. And I know sometimes through hardship I've found out amazing things about myself and I'm quite proud of who I am, but I yeah. don't want to watch my children go through hard things. Suffering. Mm. Yes. And so I think you've been through hard things. You've had surgeries. You've sat on the edge at school. So, of course, you're like, well, I'd like my child to not have to do that. That's, yeah, makes complete yeah. sense. Yeah. And, um yeah, so I definitely understand the mum guilt. Like I I don't think I really understood the true definition of what, what guilt was until I became a mother. Because mm. that's sad that when... it goes hand in hand, isn't it? Is it is sad it goes hand yeah. in hand. It's yeah. not fair. Yeah, it's not yeah. fair. Yeah, so, you know, I, I listen to the stories of the mothers who speak on your podcast and that there's a lot of guilt there and mm. I hear it mm. and... And I kind of understand it because I feel guilty that I can't walk and hold mm. my baby's hand at the yes. same time. Yes. I feel guilty um, that I can't wear active wear and show off my toddler in a pram. Yes. yes. I feel guilty that I can't take my child to the playground by myself. Yes. Yep. Right now. Yep. But I will I will one day. Yeah. Yep. You will. I really and with having Zara, she's two and a half years old now, I really had to swallow my, fr- my pride because mm. prior to having Zara, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm going to live my mainstream life. I'm going to pretend like disability isn't my entire identity. I'm going to go overseas and I'm going to kiss as many boys as I possibly can. <laughs> and I'm going to have a mainstream job. And then I, I achieved all that. Oh, I yeah. went to Amsterdam. I, you know, 
kissed a lot of boys and I got a good job and I got a good career. Yeah. That, then, you, then you have this baby that's able-bodied and then you're like, oh, shit, like <laughs> they've got superpowers yes. <laughs> and you don't. So, mm. like, by the time she was nine months old, she was, like, lifting up her hands wanting me to pick her up and I just could not do it. Yes. Mm. And I guess, I guess that's the opposite of smilestones. Like, yes. what's the opposite of smilestones? Yes. What is Crystal. the opposite that, of that? that? Like, I was sad. Yeah. Oh, Crystal, I mean, that is it, true. No but, no, but don't feel sorry for me. I don't. Time, <laughs> like, awesome. It's, it's just part it's, of your uh, story. I don't feel sorry for you. I'm just like, wow, that's a profound thing to say. Is what is the opposite of smilestones? Yeah. I'm, I'm moved yeah. by that. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of parents and mothers that are listening to your podcast could totally understand that mm. it's like they they had those experiences where they had that moment in their time where they realized their child is not going to be like every other child mm. and then beyond that they realized what that meant mm. yeah 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 and it's a, and it, and it's it punches you in your stomach it does Yep. It punches you in the stomach. And then how, how do you move on from that? And how, how do you go on from that? But at the end of the day, I, I just have to keep telling myself that I, I can have the opposite of smile stones yeah. and it'd be okay. Yes. But I also have those smile stones where I managed to change Zara's nappy yes. by myself. Yes. I managed to take care of her. By myself yes. for six hours, yeah. I managed to give her a bath by myself. Yeah, huge. And they're milestones. Yes, yes, they, they are. are. They really, they really, really are. are. And I reckon there's a lot of Hollywood celebrities who've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> in kind of like a debate, like we are appreciating everything that we can do for our child. Like on your end, you're raising a child with a disability and you appreciate everything that they achieve Mm. because they're beating the odds. And on the opposite side of the coin, I've got this child who has superpowers. Mm. Like in my mind, she literally has superpowers. Mm. Like she she can put on her shoes mm. standing up. Yes. yes. Like, I'm she just can balance. Like, yes. <laughs> That's incredible. Yep. And 
I have to appreciate that and I have to acknowledge the fact that there sometimes I have to swallow my pride and and sometimes mothers who have children with disabilities have to swallow their pride yeah and accept help yes it's true I think it and I think one of the hardest things to do I don't know whether it's my gender my age my birth order but actually asking for help I find really hard like I can boss my work boys around because I'm paying them but to actually go to someone and say I really need help to do this because I can't do it I'm like even when the twins were little I just wanted to prove that I could do it all Mm. Um, and you can't so it's it's really hard I don't know why because if someone asks me for help I feel such joy I'm like yes great I'll help you so I think that's how most people feel and yet I don't know whether we're trying to um be better than you know because women have been put down for so long or I just don't know why but it's I'm getting better but um yeah it's hard to ask for help and if you if other people are doing it better I think you're like well how come they're all coping and I'm not then it's really hard to ask for help yeah but but I know at the end of the day as confident as I am as able-bodied and mainstream as what I want to be perceived I can't I can't do it alone. And I don't don't think mothers with children with disabilities should have to do it alone. And I think it is stronger and it is harder to kind of swallow your pride and say, I need help. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yep. Like, I I don't, like, I love NGIS. It's it's changed my world. Yep. Um, But I don't like having a support worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day, I was like ask I you appreciate that. it, mm. yes. I need it. Yeah, but I wish I could do it myself. Yes, sometimes, like I go to the shopping center with Zara, and I have to have my support worker there because she's a runner. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I had a she's couple of very, them. very good at it. Yes, <laughs> and and it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I can't run after her, so I I need to have my support person there. But there's a point where I go to the supermarket and I go down the chocolate aisle and I know Zara won't run away from me when I'm in the chocolate aisle. Yeah. So at that point in time, I just pretend like my support worker isn't there. there. Yeah. So I can have that experience with my child. But at the end of the day, like I'm not going to prevent Zara or my stepdaughter from experiencing things because of my pride mm. and I don't think mothers out there should prevent certain things from happening in their children's life because they feel the guilt mm, or yeah. the, the, the the pressure and the fact that they have to achieve things. Yeah. They don't. The best thing that my parents did was they opened up my world. Yes, mm. right. I was going to yep. ask, what can yep. we learn from them? Yep. They opened up my world. So yeah. I I had really shit teachers yeah. and I had really good teachers. Yeah. And I had this one teacher, in fact, called Mrs. Adams. And I, I, I could not spell, I could not read, I could not write. And I was like 10 years old. And I recently read an occupational therapy report of me at that age, wow. and it basically said below average yep. in every element. 
that Mrs. Adams was the person who could see that I couldn't read and I couldn't write, but I was intelligent. Yes. There's a difference. Like I couldn't. Yeah, there's a big difference. And from that moment, having someone and having teachers and having managers and leaders that actually saw what you were thinking and how you were thinking as opposed to what you were writing. Yes. How you were writing it, it, it makes a profound difference. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a it's, lot to hear from that. There Peaches. really, really is a lot to hear from that. <laughs> really. Yeah. Really and workplaces. Yeah, yeah. And workplaces. And I, I've had exceptional teachers and mm. I've had exceptional managers. Yep. And, and they are the people that have made me successful mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. Yep. yep. And that ah. goes for everybody. Yep. Doesn't it? You know, and I think when you think back over your school, there's only a few that stand out to you and you go, wow, they they saw me for who I was yep. or said you could do this. Um, yeah. And I know I'm not saying anything about teachers because they teach thousands and thousands of kids. But when you find that one, oh, oh it's just, yeah, Magic. it's a life changer. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely a life changer. She's definitely changed my life. Oh, yeah. I wonder if she will listen to this. Oh, she will. I still, I still catch up with her. Oh, to this. oh yeah. Mrs. Adams. Oh, Mrs. Adams, well done, yeah. OG Peacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I kind of feel sorry for her in a way because before she met me, she like was like, oh, I'm going to meet this child with cerebral palsy, and then she read all the books, and then she met me. And then she was like, oh, this, these books don't mean anything. Yes. I, I have to deal with the child in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. Mm. But, you know, she worked with me and I worked with her and I gave her, I was a very, very, very cheeky child. <laughs> like, you put me in front of a physiotherapist, I would I would make them work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was talking to my physiotherapist the other day and the difference between ours is that, like, I've gone through physiotherapy since I was two years old. Yeah. So essentially, I know my body as much as what a of professional. Of course. Mm. No. Yep. So I, I can boss them around. I can tell them what I want, and I can tell them what I need. And now, because of the NDIS, they kind of have to listen to you. Yeah, they yes. do exactly. Yeah. yeah, because they need. They want your business. Exactly. And then prior to that, like, I I just had these physiotherapists that were kind of like non-engaging. Yep. Yep. You know, and I know NDIS has many flaws. Like, I'm a social worker. I'm not immune to Mm. the understanding of the fact that it needs to be built on. But the the whole concept behind it it is really good. Yeah, you have choice. Oh, it really is. And I think I know a lot of our Ameripes and you know, would they just can't even comprehend the NDIS and how, yes, it's flawed, but, you know, our in our country we have free healthcare and we have this amazing insurance scheme. Yeah. Is there more mm-hmm. to the letter? Yep, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember either. Okay. <laughs> okay, so if I could leave um, you with anything from a child who grew up with a disability and from a woman who is now a mother. Yes. I can guarantee you that the worry, pain and guilt you feel for your child or children is worse for you than what it is for your child. Mm. 
That really it stood does, out to me. Uh, it does not interplay the same way. So whilst yes. my, my parents were worried about whether I would live a normal life, mm-hmm. whether I would live independently, whether I would have a job, whether I would have someone that loved me, mm. all I was worried about was whether I could make a perfect footprint in the sand. Yes. That's yeah. all I was worried about. Oh, Crystal. That is, yeah. What a lesson to us all. Mm. So you need to stop thinking so much about the future oh. and just live in the now. Mm. Oh, goodness. So you got us. You got us. Just <laughs> when, we, when we bloody read it and then you got us again. <laughs> because that. I don't remember the times my parents did not take me to physiotherapy. I don't remember the times that they didn't do what they were supposed to do from a disability perspective. But I remember the times where I was able to wear these pretty shoes yes. with my, without my AFO. Yes, yes. I remember the time... Yeah, I remember the time where I was able to sleep on the top bunk bed. Mm. Even my, my parents were fucking shit scared. But I was <laughs> yes, like, oh. me too. Shoved her up there. <laughs> yeah. oh. They still let me. Yeah. Yes. And that's what they remember. Yeah, that is so true. Oh, Crystal, goodness me. Oh, we're so glad you oh. came and spoke to us today. Oh, thank you. Even if we mucked you around with Zoom and Zoomcaster. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, d- I don't know what my girls are going to remember about me yeah. either. I, I don't know. Like I remember a point with my stepdaughter. I took her to the park when she was about 10 and I made this great picnic and she just turned around and said to me, Crystal, you're really boring to go to the park with. Oh, Man. Because I am. Oh. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not going on the equipment. Kids are so fucking the brutal. They are oh, so gosh. brutal. <laughs> you know, a couple of years later, I, I told her the same story and she's like, oh, well, Crystal, like, mums don't take their kids to the playground. Oh, so oh goodness. So, you know, I, I don't know what my girls are going to think about having a mother with a disability yeah. but I but I know I'm going to try my hardest yes. and I know at the end of the day I can't let my guilt control how I act no no, no I and no. the parents listening out there cannot let their guilt control how they parent no it's hard Oh. Yeah. It, 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 it is it's hard. hard. Yeah. It's really but you know, I'm I'm swallowing my pride mm, mm. in accepting help. You guys have to swallow your pride. Yeah. Yeah. And let go of the guilt. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a call to arms. I think it is. Yep. Yep. And you know, there's a lot of imperfect parents and women and you know. They people are always like, oh, they take their kids to the playground and then they go on their phone or then they chat and they're not playing with them. So I think everyone's kid thinks they're quite boring. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when they're 15, they'll really tell you um, oh, how boy. boring you are. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. But now as an, a child, uh, as an adult, I isn't it our parents' characters that we just love yeah. or 
great on us or, you know, like it's, I mean, it's the unconditional love. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I feel guilty because I've got, I had a, I broke my leg when I was 18 and I've always had a slight limp and so I've never been like massively into running (laughs) and I'm overweight (laughs) and, um, I've always felt like, oh, there are other mums that are so much better at all that active stuff than me, you know, and my boys are really active. And then I think I told this story on the podcast. We were up at the snow and um, these people were coming into our apartment and I said to Buzz and Woody, do you want to come up? They didn't know them. Do you want to come up and meet these people? And Woody said, no, I know those sort of people, women in the leggings with the long straight hair. I don't want to meet them. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. (laughs) But even though that's what I think I should be, he was like, I don't want to meet them. So I was like, there you go. (laughs) We're all a little tiny bit messed up. Yep. Yep. Crystal, have we – I mean, we could talk to you for hours. Yeah, you could have your own podcast. You could and (laughs) please go for it. I'm too busy. Yeah, well, that's right. (laughs) Do you want to tell us just a little bit about your work and what you're doing right now in your role? Uh, so I'm a social worker, so yep. I predominantly work with um, people that are homeless and yep. um, experiencing domestic violence. Yep. And I guess I guess for me that has also taught me that um, even though I have a physical disability and it is so clearly obvious that there are many people, able-bodied people out there that are really, really struggling. Yes. Beyond what I'm struggling yes. with. Yes. Mm. And, um, you know, I may not go to the Paralympics and I may not be an inspirational speaker, but I go out there and I, I, I meet clients and they're kind of taken back by the fact that I'm in a wheelchair and, and they kind of have to reset what they're thinking. But in my own small ways, I'm kind of um, changing the way that people think about disability. Yes, yes you are from a small scale perspective like well from little things big things grow I think you know there is the amazing Dylan Alcott's who we all love and you know he's funny and amazing and but most of us are not Dylan Alcott's whether we're able-bodied or not so yeah we're all just plodding along so little changes I think are much more profound because yes representation is really important but to have someone you love or a friend or something doing something, I think is so much more important. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think in a disability world, you're either like like extraordinary, yes. like high, yep. achieving amazing things, yep. or you're down low, yes. where you're someone who should feel, you know, there should be an element of where you feel sorry for them, yes. and they're vulnerable yep. and they're at risk. But, the, but there are people in the middle. Yeah. Yes. Let's go for the yeah. mediocre disabled people. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I am the mediocre disabled yes. person <laughs> in my everyday life. Yes. We really have to get mediocre badges. <laughs> I am going to look into mediocre badges. We can all happily wear them. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever won an award? No, but I've got this mediocre pin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Crystal, is there anything you want to say that we have missed? No, just, just thank you so much for the opportunity. And I know there are many mothers out there trying to be incredible parents and you don't have to be incredible. Yes, no, that's true. 
Yep. You just have to be there. Yeah. And, yep. I, I don't have to be this incredible parent wearing an active wear, showing off her child. No. Like, I just have to be there. Yeah. And I'm there. And you guys are there. Yes. So give yourselves a break. Oh, oh Crystal. Beautiful. Doing great. Oh, can't finish on anything better. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Mandy, oh. that's in the top ten episodes. Oh, hands down. Yep. Oh, when we have um, <laughs> the hottest one hundred of the decade <laughs> of the podcast rankings, the podcast rankings of ours, our own. <laughs> I am really keen to hear what the P tribe think. So yeah. yeah, send us your snap peas. Yep. About what you thought about listening to Crystal. Mm. Um, she's she just profound. an. She's just an awesome human. Yeah. And yeah, we just. Her letter was unbelievable yes. and then the explanation of it even more so. So she And she did say when we finished the Zoom, which was a shame, she said that surgery trapped I really got her and I was yeah. like, Oh boy, yeah. Yes. Um so I'm I'm sorry we didn't get to talk about yeah. that with her. That would have been good to unpack that too. Yeah, but she yeah. Was, yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled really, to have met her. I, yeah. I just want to get I to know. South Australia. And see, our, I want to get around Australia and, and see all the peas. I, I really do. I know. Yeah. Anyway, just save up your money because our tickets are normally something as ridiculous as $30 or $40. And um, <laughs> we'll yep. come and see you all one day. Yeah, we will. So, okay, what made you cry today? All right. Or so this week, sorry. This week, what made me cry? Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm emotional at the moment because – I suppose our numbers are going up in Victoria, but the lockdown is ending and mm. I'm looking to New South Wales and going, well, once they got to 50% mm. double vaxxed, their numbers started oh, to drop. Hoping. We're 55 or 53. I don't know. So we're hoping that's going to happen to us. But you know when um, sometimes at the end it's harder? Yeah. In some ways schooling's becoming easier because yes. I'm just, that's fine. But yep. I'm just really missing my friends. Yes. And I think it's as the days get longer. Yes. And you're like, oh, I could be, yeah. I could be sitting at a cafe having yeah. a coffee with a friend, yeah. or I could, I could get down Brunswick Street, yeah. and, and we can't even go to the city, even yeah. if we're not with our friends. We're still on a fifteen k, which is, I think, five k's out of my range for the city. Um, so yeah, that's made me emotional. But what made me cry was actually last week in Humans of New York. And yes, I will ask this girl to come on the podcast. She probably won't even answer. I can't even imagine how full her DMs oh, are on no, her Instagram. I know. So she, that was I thought I'm just going to give it a break for a couple of weeks. But she was on Humans of New York and she does these beautiful cartoons. Mm. I put one of them on our Insta. Um, we'll tag it in this in the show notes. But she wrote this poem about her child and it says, Of all the babies that are born, it had to be you. Of all the stars that light up the sky, it had to be these. Mm. Of all the homes you could have come back to, oh. it had to be ours. Oh. Of all the little hands we could be holding, it had to be yours. Of all the tiny toes we could be tickling, it had to be these. Of all the sweet faces we could be kissing, it had to be yours. Yeah. Of all the beating hearts we could be holding close, it had to be yours. Of all the families that could have been, it had to be ours. Oh. For every one of our wishes, for every bump along the way. Now that you're here, we've known all along. It had to be you. <sighs> and her stories it's it's amazing. Like her she was given a really, really sad prognosis. Mm. And um yeah, and she just put this beautiful photo up of this is when my daughter was six months old yeah. and I went to pick apples and we didn't know 
if she would ever be able to do anything physically. You know, they were told all these things and then three years later, whatever, there's the little girl standing there with an apple mm. bucket and, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it was, it's just beautiful. If you haven't, if you don't follow humans in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that play, that's a roller coaster of a Yeah, it is a roller coaster. <laughs> it really, of a page. really is. But yeah, yeah, that I think that's my favourite one. Oh. Mm. All right. What about you? Um, well, I cried because we had um the funeral today of my yeah. friend Debbie who died and I spoke about mm. that last week, I mm. think. Mm. Um and yeah, I just thought this oh. I've had a lot of Zoom funerals. Yes, I feel too like many. I've had a lot. Yep. And I was just sitting there, but my beautiful friend Kim um dropped around a bunch of flowers and a candle. For three of my friends. Such a beautiful idea, Kim. Oh, Kim. Yes. She is thoughtful yes. to, with a capital T. Yeah. And so Remember, I, the shops aren't even open. No. So hard so to get was, candles yes. and she's so really thought about this. It was this. funny because she yep. thought the candles were small, but when she got them, they were really massive. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great lockdown purchases. Yeah. Yep. So we had, we decided to, for the four of us to be on a Zoom to watch the funeral. Yes, yes. So we lit the candle, each of us, and we had the flowers. Beautiful. And she bought different colour flowers for each of us, yes. which was lovely. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just cried to see yeah, yeah. Um, beautiful Chris there. She did an awesome job. Oh, I bet she did. And her family, her parents, uh, Debbie's parents, brother, yeah. and her beautiful friends. Yep. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we laughed. It was, you know, funny stuff in funerals too. Yeah. But I did cry and cry and cry. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you can't be there. You should be there. I just think... As, Particularly for someone who was a singer in yes. a chorus, we should have been there to sing her out. Yes, you yeah. should have. It's oh, a lot. It's hug a loss. her family. Yes, a loss for everyone is that a loss. is going through it virtual funerals. And I know still. we've all done it, but it's, yeah. it's a big loss. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So what made a difference in my life this week? I've got two things. The first, um, I did share on our Insta and I will share it again when this episode comes out. But a beautiful pea shoot called Amelia has started yeah. making bickies. Yes. And she's got her own business, Amelia's Cookie Co. Yep. And um, she sent us melting moments, um, chocolate yep. nuts. Like Smarties. Yeah, dotty bickies. Yep. Um, I think that was it. Yep. Yep. So there was three beautiful packets all packaged up. Um, some went home to the Hose yes. family and some stayed here. And I had a yo-yo for morning tea, actually. Yeah. Delicious. Really beautiful biscuits. Beautiful. I've actually gone and ordered more. Yes. So, And one of my work boys ate one and he said, tell her that they were great. Oh. I was like, okay. I said, well, you order some. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's just awesome. It's her own business and they're really nice biscuits. So that made a difference. And the other thing was... For the last two or three years, I think, I've been getting a monthly cheese delivery from a place called Cheese Therapy. Ooh, and what a great name. That's a great name. Yeah. You can send them to friends or oh, you can have a annual subscription. Cheese therapy. Yeah. Comes in a beautiful black cardboard box, you know, and it has a description of all the cheeses. And so I got on early. Um, I am lactose intolerant and I do love cheese and I do pay the price. So <laughs> you know what? I like to take risks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, of course, over the last two years, I used to do a cheese board on a Friday night. Friends would yes. pop in. My kids' partners would come over. The ultimate cheese platter. Yep. I really love making them and I just, no one can come. Yeah. And it's been so on and off. Yeah. And then when we get out of lockdown, I feel bad asking people to just pop in because they've prioritised, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so yes, for six months and I right. need to. And so it's, what's gone is all the casual impromptu things yes. because everyone's so busy catching up, which I yes. get. I'm not 
I'm so I and then I haven't properly worked for two years, even though ScoMo's been helping me out. Um, and so I emailed them a month ago and I said, I'm really sorry, but I can't. I'm not earning enough. I can't have anyone over. I'm really sad, but I just have to stop my cheese therapy, you know. And um, anyway, then last week on Thursday on the doorstop, there's the cheese therapy. I was like, oh, no, because we had a conversation back and forth. I was like, they didn't cancel it. But they did. And they sent me these two beautiful boxes to say thank you. For supporting our business. Thanks for being an original cheese therapy member. Okay. Um, you know, we'll welcome you back, but we totally understand you've been going through a hard time. And oh, and they sent the most beautiful, like um, you know, like you have with cheese, like chutney and paste. Oh, Oh, really good. So um that just made such a difference because I cancelled on them. I took money away from them and then then they gave me a gift. So yeah, that's my make a difference. Oh, well done, Cheese. What about you? Food is the what we're talking about it this is. week. It's all we've got left. <laughs> it was my birthday last week. Yes. So second lockdown birthday. Yep. Which doesn't really matter. You know, it's turning 45, but I felt like 45. Middle age. Thank I God. I finally <laughs> hit middle age, right. Anyway, I was spoiled by gifts. Thank you, Kate. Send me some beautiful cupcakes, which the girls just went bananas for. Um, oh, but also what I did the week to, uh, Nelly had put in the hangout about um, like food preparation things like yes. Hello Fresh and stuff. And somebody talked about the dinner ladies and mm. I had a look on their website and, and I was like, oh, they look good for me because putting together meals I find stressful. So yeah. I went on it for my birthday. I bought myself a few meals so I didn't have to cook. Amazing. I'm so happy. I've seen Snapchat videos of them. They're I'm very so impressive. Happy. I think this is the most brilliant idea ever. When that box came and then it, it's ethical and it's sustainable, like the, the stuff that's padded in it goes into your compost. Yes. Anyway, um, Molly did cry. She's going to listen to this because she's listening all the time now <laughs> for a little while about these meals. She didn't want them. Yeah, fair enough. But Something very new. Very bravely, it, I'll say, well done. Yep. My little poppet. She yep. has eaten them and I'm yep. very proud of it. And I just kept saying this is my birthday present yeah. that I don't have to cook. You just put them into the oven. Oh. <sighs> and you know how everyone finishes and then they just take their plate and then they just walk away? Yes. And and then you think, oh, oh, now. it took me hours to make that. I always think that. Now I'm like, that okay. didn't take me hours. And also... I don't have to wash the pots. I know. I can't just throw it out. Oh, that must be what anyway, it's like being an unsupportive man. It must be. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you, dinner ladies. But yep. Molly was very worried. She said it a few times. What if they put snot in it? Yes. They won't, <laughs> I <though>. said. <laughs> I think Amy, was it Amy, I think said, I think we've got more ch- less chance of dinner ladies putting snot in your food than your, your mum. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so. That is not my laugh, but she did say it quite a few. She's worried. Oh, yeah, I yeah. get that. Like, because you don't know where it's been made. No, and, no. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, bravely she did it. And I've just, oh, I don't know. I, and I thought, I'm not, I just don't want to go to Aldi and Coles. It takes me like oh. two hours. And just for my birthday, I don't want to do that. Every time they have those like things on Facebook, if you could choose one of these, like oh, a personal trainer, I just, someone a, a personal chef. Oh, imagine. I, so yep. that's been my week and I I don't know, difference. I think. You paid for it yourself. I paid for you it myself. You made your own difference. And I made my own difference for my birthday because yep. that's what I'm doing from now on. Yep. So, yeah, and so far, no snot. No snot, good. <laughs> oh, it's all been cooked out. Anyway, then I went back to look online. They were on, um, uh, what's it called, the TV show where you've got a pitch your. Oh, were they? Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Oh. Yeah. So that was a couple of years ago. Oh, so probably everyone's heard of them. But so, yeah, hi, no. welcome, Kate and Mandy. <laughs> no. 
So Janine partnered with them. Oh, did she? And, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they opened up in Melbourne. So, anyway, I'm going to do it again. I might not be able to afford, like, every night, but no, I reckon no. I could well, do it. Well, I couple. actually went on last night and ordered a couple. Yes. And then, like, scholarships. Amazing meals. Living out of home. Yeah. For, remember, because she couldn't travel yes. and blah, blah. Anyway, she's got herself a job. I won't go into too much of it because you might be able to find her. But um, she's um, having this semester off and then back at uni next um, at the start of the year and she has to move back home with us. Dun, dun. Um, <laughs> but I, they will have arrived by the time this episode comes out, So, but yeah. I've ordered her some oh, as a surprise. Awesome. Because she's, of course, my daughter, awesome, cooks every night for the house oh, and, you know, blah, blah, but yeah. um, she's tired too. Yeah. And I was like, this is a cute surprise. It's and a like, cute surprise. We can't go to her apartment no, or, you know, bloody no. COVID. So you anyway, can yeah. So bless her that yeah, way. And you can, have, you can order small oh, meals. I know. Yeah, so I really... I haven't, yeah. I Shout out to the chicken and vegetable pie. It was yum. Was it? Yeah. I did order her that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, really yummy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. So this week, what made me laugh? Look, I have laughed a lot because I'm back at work and I just Good. forgot how. How funny. So, so funny. They're very, very, very funny, the work <laughs> boys. Um, <laughs> one of them, David, scares me every day, takes a Snapchat and sends it to everyone. So that's great. <laughs> He said his goal is to have we running down my leg. I said, that's that's achievable. (laughs) If I'm busting and you scare me, it's coming true. Oh, my god! You need a better goal than that, mate. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but two things that made me laugh. One was that we got the dog groomed, and I know it's not funny to anybody else, but they don't look like your dog when they come back. (laughs) Number one daughter, um, you know, like it's mobile grooming, and so she she goes, I just walked straight past her. Who is this dog? Who oh. is this dog? Anyway, she obviously is our dog because she comes over to us, I but know. she just doesn't look like our I dog. <laughs> it's just for ages you're like, oh, who are you? I know yeah. because we have two dogs. Well, we've yep. got three because the sound engineer, bam, bam, he's got a little, yep. he's got an absolutely bonkers dog. I'm yes, not going to lie. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we got a spoodle during lockdown. So, and we have an older spoodle. But um, she hasn't been groomed yet, so no. I've only seen that yes, puppy fur. So shaggy, <laughs> so shaggy. She was like a muppet, <laughs> and now anyway, we we're in awe. And we today she was chasing her tail during her tail <laughs> during science because she could really see it, and the boys and I were just hysterically laughing, sending Snapchats to people and not paying any attention to science. Yep. And I the do. other thing that's made me laugh is. Today I was trying to get the boys to log on at the beginning of the class and so then they log on and then they go and sit on the couch. And I'm like, no, 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 you have to actually watch it. And we're having all the back and forth. Teachers, this is what's actually happening while you're yeah, talking. Totally. Thank goodness this teacher was like, I'm going to record this. I'm like, yes, please. <gasps> um, but then um, Buzz just looked at me and he said, I actually cannot comprehend why you're so concerned with my schoolwork. <laughs> I just laughed. <laughs> Just makes no sense to him. Why yeah. do I care? Why do you, why do you care, care I'm like, so much about his school? It's obviously taken him two years of remote learning to finally go, why do you <laughs> care? <laughs> anyway, that made me laugh. What so about you, funny. Maddie? I've got two things. Yep. One is Miss Tan and I have been watching Survivor, the season one, yes. Australian Survivor. Yep. Just because she enjoyed it so much. Anyway, so we've been watching it fresh from the start. Yep. Anyway, she's... Quite enamoured by Lee Castledine. If anyone knows him, he came second in the second in the first series. Anyway, yep. so I said, why don't we send him a little message on yeah. Instagram? And just because she wrote in her work yesterday, she had to use the word reliable, Aww. and she wrote in season one Survivor, Lee was reliable. <laughs> <laughs> so Which is always the attribute you want. I, 
I just thought that TJ is going to think, what the heck is going on? Oh, I'd love to see all the work from it at the moment. Oh, hilarious. Yep. Anyway, so I texted it to him. Anyway, he sent back a big thumbs up to it oh. and um, said, thank you so much. You've made my day. Oh. So she has this big smile on her face yeah. and she walks past and she goes, I've got a pep in my stride. <laughs> Pep in my stride. I was like, I think it's pep in your step, but But it'll work. Doesn't matter. I'm happy to see a pep in your stride. Yes. And then this morning, I'm in bed. I wear a thermal when I'm cold. So I'm in a therm, a white thermal. It's been very cold. Cold, right? Yep. Not pretty. Molly comes in. (laughs) She just sits, like, Darren's gone. I'm just lying in bed there in my ugly thermal. And she goes, Oh, mum, you're so hot. I can see why dad fell in love with you. Sleep. I said, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Did she mean you're physically warm no, and I find that attractive? <laughs> oh, it was just so funny. Oh, so cute. Oh, she's so funny. Oh. Anyway, she's listening. She's a number one f- fan. Number one fan. Yeah. yeah. She goes, go, make more. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll keep doing yeah. it, Molly. <laughs> oh, dear. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone who's going to the merch store and buying yes, our thanks merch. thanks for buying our books. Thanks for buying our oh. books. Every time I get a little email that says, new order, I'm oh. so happy. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Australia Post is, yes. is having a hassle at the moment. I think yep. everyone in Australia yes, knows that. If do. you're overseas, we're sorry because our – don't fall for any scam emails either. No, because don't open I did. anything that says, and oh, did you? Yes, oh, you cannot believe it. I but can't. it said capital A, little U, capital uh. S, little T. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's our parcel we're waiting for. It's another, um, our generation doll. And it said, you have to pay $3.30. So I did. I'm an idiot. I know. So I had to call the bank and say, can you cancel the card? I and can't the guy, even. Tony oh, like, <laughs> Hoso's nose. So the guy, I go, I know I'm an idiot. And the guy goes, look, don't beat yourself up, Amanda. And he goes, but I'm just going to look at And so is this $3.30 from like um, golddiggers.com.au? Oh. I was like, yes, I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right. I'm admitting it to the world. Don't if do it. If you get a phone call and they say they're from the ATO or the National Crime Lab, just hang up, all right, <laughs> because they're fake. <laughs> One of my friend's mums spent like $15,000 oh. because they ring you and say, I know. You need to send us See? an Apple gift card. And she did. I know. She sent so many. So nobody will ring you. No. That's my thing. And Australia Post doesn't ask for money. They do not ever. Never, and ever. And so uh, I'm an idiot. Anyway, got that. Anyway, Kick. that's hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. You completely derailed me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I had the one that ring the bank and, and admit that. Yeah, well, oh. they're not getting that $3. I oh, know they're not. Oh, bastards. Anyway, that's Absolutely. My... What's your freaking – anyway, sorry. Okay, all right, enough. And, uh, yes, so rate and review. Thank you. Thanks for buying our book because we don't have a big platform. I know no. you think we do because you're lovely and you listen. But if you don't listen and half the country's in lockdown, we don't we don't have any way of promoting our books. So yeah. it means a lot to thank us when you. you buy them. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank okay. you. Bye. Thank
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 